0: This episode of a Top 3 Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at the Rat Hour with Rat Boy. It's your one-stop shop for discussions about this season's seasonal candle lineup, interviews with Dwayne Johnson's biceps, and detailed analysis of cryptocurrency trends. And just for you listeners, I'll give you a sneak peek of what's going on on this week's episode of the Rat Hour. Check this
1: out. Pork chop sandwiches! Oh, shit! Get the fuck out of here! Sir. What are you doing? Go! Get the fuck out of here, you stupid idiot!
2: Fuck, we're all dead! Get the fuck out!
0: Huh, well, I'm not so sure what that's all about. I guess we'll have to tune in to the full episode of the Rat Hour with Rat Boy. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Tube Podcast Network. All right, let's start the show. And uh, this uh, this is a top three podcast. Three,
2: two, one.
0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to a top three podcast where we honor the time old tradition of listing our favorite things and arguing about it. Today's topic is the top three most relatable villains. Before we start, if you would like to support the show, please tell your friends. You can subscribe, give us a rating and a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. I think that helps with something. And follow our social media pages at Top 3 Podcast. And you can participate in our listener calls and leave your own top three in the comments when we post our episodes. What you can also do on social media is you can create several burner accounts to pester your friends into listening to a top three podcast. (laughs) You guys thought I forgot to uh, get aggressive with it, but this is the, uh, this is the 21st (laughs) century, baby, 2020s. This is all about burner accounts. Uh, Set up some bots maybe to spam all your friends with top three uh, propaganda. That would be very helpful. We would appreciate that from the bottom of our hearts. Keep your eyes on those pages for upcoming um, topics, and you can participate in our upcoming episodes, and we'll read and react to your top three on the show. Check the episode description for links to those pages. So, I am the host today, Dave Jackson.
1: I'm joined by Aaron Engel. What's up? Alan Nichols. Hey, everybody. And fan favorite
0: turned heel, Bloodbath McGrath. (laughs)
1: It's a fine barn, but short is no
3: pool. English.
4: I got it. But I'm confused. That confused me. Uh, it's it's from the not Simpsons. To ask questions.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's from the Simpsons when they get a pool and they first build a barn instead of a pool. And there's a <laughs> little Amish man <laughs> to the side
2: directing
3: that short is a fine barn, but is no pool. English. I was watching that episode the other day, and I thought to myself, <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's hot outside. I wish I had a pool. It you should build a
1: barn. I today.
3: No, yeah, I should definitely have a pool in the, at the house, but I don't, and it, it's been a very hot week.
0: Okay, but hear me out. You could also have a barn. <laughs> oh, and you could
4: also build me a barn and Dave a barn.
0: Yeah.
3: Well, okay, Dave, where's this barn going to go? In Korea, uh, it's spare like bedroom. <laughs>
0: spare bedroom.
4: You just use that fan that you escaped quicksand from to fly it to Korea. Come on, dude.
0: Yeah. Actually, no. You put it on one of those weird, like trailers that like tows entire houses down the highway, and you drive that all the way. You gotta have to put it on a boat to get it over to Europe, but from Europe, you can drive it all the way through Asia, through North Korea, and down to South Korea. I don't think that's too big of an ask.
2: Yeah, dude. You know, Come on, blood For bash. Someone
0: who calls me, someone who calls themselves my friend.
5: <laughs> what 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 are the most prevalent trees in South Korea, Dave? Trees? Not to get off topic. Trees. Like dude, I don't you know, cut man. down to make wood. <laughs> yeah. It's a tree. That is the,
0: the primary function of trees is to provide <laughs> wood. Yeah. Um I don't fucking know, man. I don't know the names provide of trees. Provide oxygen. There's a lot of uh, lot of that is
5: important as well.
0: A lot of ginkgo trees.
5: Nice. Hell yeah! Bloodbath could just make you like a ginkgo shed in Korea. Now he wouldn't have to drive it.
1: No, he has
0: to drive it, man. I want to. I want to see. I want to like. I want this picture in my head of Bloodbath driving an oversized like tree through some like mountain highway in Afghanistan trying to get over to <laughs>
4: the east over
0: to east
5: asia
4: on the road again
5: <laughs> i kind of uh, like the image of bloodbath like on, on the streets of Seoul, like hand shaving a tree <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and divorce i do too,
4: I do too. It'd yeah. be the same song too it's going be all the road again <laughs> it's like
1: five <laughs> years <laughs> yeah. <It No>. <laughs> yep uh, all right Well,
0: again, I don't know how we transition from that. So we don't transition. We just hard cut straight back to the topic. Um, Boom. Today's topic is the top three most relatable villains. And if this is your first time listening to the show, here's how it works. We take turns going around. We've all picked our three. Everyone says they're number three with uh, our reasoning. Then on to number twos number ones and lightning round honorable mentions at the end and then listener responses so uh for this topic today this was an alan pick and alan why did you pick this topic
5: um i didn't have a particular reason put you Um, on
4: blast dog yeah, classic no.
5: Nichols response
4: damn alan, <laughs> Boy, are you there, alan? Well, i
0: mean i asked i asked aaron why i asked aaron why he wanted to talk about escaping from quicksand i figured this is a oh, little yeah. bit you know there's some rationale behind picking this i'm gonna say that it's because as you've grown older you have uh, seen yourself become a villain and you want people to still like you and relate to you so that's why just I like the Joker, that's, man. That's so deep, cool,
4: Dave. So cool, dude.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know. So a lot of my list, as we'll see, is uh villains who like I fucking hated when I first watched it because there are a lot of things I watched a long time ago. But as I got older, I kind of had a perspective shift on what's actually going on there. And that's why I can relate to them. Not a whole lot of things on my list where I'm like, yes, they had a great plan. I relate to their evil plan. Um, but it's more like personal stuff, I guess. Um, anyone else have any, like anything like that when you're making your list?
3: Um, yeah. So uh, I wanted to say this right off the bat that I feel like, um, and I know I talked to Aaron about this earlier, earlier this week. So I, uh, when we said villain, I kind of thought to myself that we were kind of going more in the direction of sort of the pop culture sort of, um, definition of villain and not so much like the, you know like my picks might not necessarily be the antagonist of the story um but they're definitely viewed you know kind of collectively by by everybody as like a villain or a villainous character um or at least like an anti-hero so uh because one or two of my picks are actually kind of the technically the protagonists of the story but um that's want to get that out of the way but yeah i think there's a lot of characters that um especially if it's something that you read when you were a child read or saw or experienced when you were a child. Um, and you didn't quite understand it. You just knew that you were supposed to just like that person cause they were the villain. And then as time goes on, you're like, Oh wow, that's a really, uh, <laughs> that's a really complicated, um, story or issue or like, Oh, well, like they really did a lot to humanize or, um, make that villain interesting. So it's kind of hard to say that you don't like understand where they're coming from. So, uh, yeah, I think that I think that's a lot of I think that's like most villains, honestly, at this point. I feel like if I see any kind of media where it's just like they're just playing like the bad guy, like black and white,
1: I feel like it's it's kind of uh and un- uninteresting to me. I think Bloodbath's
4: being too nice. Like right, do you notice how he's like taking his time while he's talking and and, and and making sure he's not like you know insulting anybody. I just I just don't buy a bloodbath. I know what I know what you're waiting for, dude. But oh, uh, when we get in the picks, I think uh, I think I, we'll I get know. there. He, he already said protagonist, so I'm like I know I'm going to argue with him. Uh, but <laughs> like just to talk about, what we were doing uh you know what we were talking about earlier tonight is uh, I kind of when I first looked at this top three, kind of looked at it as more like characters I was empathetic to, or at least I could understand like the circumstances in which they became villainous um but like you know after we talked about it like relating to a villain is not the easiest thing like you really have to get down to like a personal level with each of them to decide you know whether or not like you you actually can understand or at least like see yourself reacting the same way in the same situation uh it actually ended up being a lot deeper of a top three that i wanted it to be even though all of my answers are kind of silly uh but yeah so i i uh, i don't know about your life protagonist thing like personally just like my life, dude, you know, I'm just bringing it out. Silly. Um,
1: but yeah, that, that was kind We're of my fine. take a little on silly.
4: Uh, the idea behind this.
1: Thank you, Bloodbath. You treat me too kind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, we move into our topic then, I guess.
0: Um, I'll get us started with my number three most relatable villain, uh, which is from the movie Toy Story, and it is Sid. Sid is my number three.
4: Hell yeah, good answer, man.
0: Evil kid next door. Um Sid is uh like when you when you watch Toy Story when you're a kid, you're like, holy shit, Sid is the fucking worst. Like put that kid straight in jail. He's a piece of shit. And then if you think about it a little bit, uh Sid was just like an angry young, like he's like what, eleven or twelve years old, right? I was like I was like the worst at that age. I was like a horrible kid in <laughs> late elementary school doing, doing all sorts of
4: weird shit, like putting body parts of different things. Like people don't understand, like Sid's just a boy. That's yeah, what boys do. Anybody young, who's listening to this show, yeah. that a mother of a boy, like c- could not have been surprised by like what Sid was doing. Like, you know, like every mother, like who has a boy, like goes through a phase where they're like, is my child a serial killer? Like, cause he's doing some serial killer shit. Like little boys are just weird, bro.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's Sid is like very textbook. Yeah. He's just an angry young kid. I mean, like who among us has not just like destroyed a bunch of shit for fun? Seriously. Like when we were young, seriously, we, I remember me and Alan used to go over to this kid's house in our neighborhood and uh, like, we would just like light black powder on fire and run away. And that was what we did like all day long. <laughs> that's what, that's what young boys do. There's nothing wrong with Sid. He's just like, he, he might've grown up to be a serial killer. I don't know. I didn't watch the later movies, but
3: he's fine. <laughs> I think, I think in Toy Story 3, I think, I think it was supposed to be like an idea or something like a, uh, at the end when the garbage truck comes around, dude strapping uh toys and stuff to the front of the garbage truck i think that was it was implied that, that was sid it, it is yeah that's up. like
4: 100 percent what i was gonna say yeah so in toy story 3 they sh- they show him and it's like confirmed uh by pixar or, or whoever that like he grows up to be a garbage man which is a fucked up slant and another reason to add to date what dave is saying here like right like oh yeah see what happens was a bad kid and he grew up to be a garbage man Motherfucker, do you know how much more a garbage man makes more than I do? Like, yeah, God, like, like that's a public service. They probably have a union, bro. Dave, you're right. You should have put Most this number. Definitely one, have
0: a union. They, they for sure do.
3: Yeah.
4: yeah, yeah. There's a whole Simpsons episode about how glorious it is to be one. Like, so that's just double <laughs> fucked up by Disney. coming back
3: on Simpsons, Dave. Again, that's right. Yeah. That's, garbage, that's right, Dave. The garbage man can. That's right. Remember-
0: you guys remind me if we ever do a top three about The Simpsons to like just not pretend like I like I know shit about The Simpsons because I will get ground into fucking dust by Bloodbath and Aaron.
3: Way more by Aaron. Like, uh, gosh, uh, it's like right when I started hanging out with Aaron, uh, we I went over to his house and he had like a Simpsons trivial pursuit. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Anna I thought Simpsons I knew a lot Jeopardy, about Simpsons. Bro? I do like, I was like, fuck. It was like in episode 306, Millhouse turns which direction to look at Bart left or right. <laughs> <Yeah>. And <the> Aaron <laughs> knows every answer. I'm like, fuck yeah, right. you, dude.
4: Yeah. 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 I know Mr. Burns' office phone number. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, right now. Um... <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's, my number three is Sid uh, from Toy Story. Uh, just a young kid, likes to destroy stuff. Um, and yeah, I can relate to that because, uh, as anyone who knew me in fifth grade can attest to, I was basically the same as Sid. Um, look at me now, everything's normal now,
3: guys. You still wear that skull <laughs> and shirt all the time, which is weird. <laughs> uh-huh. You wear uh, orange iguanas, hit legends of the hidden temple shirt quite a bit still. Did you, so like, Dave, did you? I know you keep saying like you destroyed stuff and you're like a, you and Alan have been like Pyromaniacs for as long as I've known you guys. But like, did you uh, did you like specifically like destroy like your toys and stuff? Like, did you get like bottle rockets and blow like your action figures up and shit like that? Because I did that shit when I hit. Oh, yeah. Same here. 13. Uh,
0: I don't think so. Oh, me, I didn't. I didn't have fireworks.
4: You couldn't steal a lighter from your dad? Like, come on. No. Oh, OK. All right. That, maybe that's just me.
0: Um. Yeah. All right. Let's uh. Let's move on and get Aaron's number three.
4: All right. My number three villain that I relate the most to is the Grinch from the Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Uh. So the reason. Okay. So like. let, Let let's break down. Like. Okay. So he hates Christmas. Right. That's that's not why I relate to him. Right. What he really. really fucking hates is noise right so there's that part where he's like talking about like how much he hates the celebration and like the speech stops and like really somber music starts playing and he goes and the noise 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 and i i absolutely understand that um the older that i've gotten the more i've enjoyed like my peace and quiet it's just one of those things where like i like to me the perfect situation is just the is just Absolute silence doing whatever the fuck I'm doing. Like people complain at work like that I should put music on. and I'm like, oh why would I do that? It'd be too noisy. Come on. You couldn't hear me sweeping the floor. Uh but uh the <laughs> We'll man... say so
3: you're a very quiet masturbator from what I <laughs> 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 Not <laughs> A lot of noise going on when you're bloodbath.
4: I don't know who told you that, but they're right, you know? Um but uh the yeah Shatter the...
3: to a minimum. Get yes. Bang get out yep <laughs>
4: tell you get back on with my day but uh yeah but the the main reason i pick the grinch is because he just gets like so absolutely irritated at like arguably the dumbest shit in the entire world noise people being happy and celebrating and having friends and each other and like i i genuinely like relate to that where i'm just like god damn it whenever i see crowds of happy people i'm just like oh god this is the worst or when there's like noise and celebrating going on that I don't want to be a part of. I'm like, Oh my God, can you guys keep it down? And that's just like, one of those things that as I get older, I understand. I mean, the Grinch wasn't going down there killing people. Like the Grinch didn't like want to fucking steal. The Grinch just wanted them to shut the fuck up, dude. That's all he wanted. And he, and he was like, okay, so the best plan is I'll just steal Christmas. So they'll shut the fuck up. What's really crazy to me is I'm wondering if it's like pretty like calm all year and the only time Hooville is really noisy is during Christmas time. And so the Grinch is being selfish like, Ugh. I know for one week over the course of an entire year, uh, they make a bunch of noise and I hate it. So I'm going to ruin that one week out of the whole year for them. Uh, but yeah, so that most uh, top three, number three, most relatable villain, I'm going with the Grinch.
1: Yeah.
0: Man, like... I, I don't know when this like transition happens, but at least once or twice a week, I think to myself, because I work at a school, a high school, and I think to myself, man, these kids are loud. Like if they would just shut the <laughs> fuck up, it would be nice. Like out shut in the hallway and up. stuff. Shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> like out in the hallway and stuff. I'm like, Jesus Christ. So I'm totally with you. Um like can you imagine if like someone came up to your house and started singing Christmas carols when you're trying to like relax after work, like shut the fuck up. Shut
4: the Get fuck off up. off my
0: property with that bullshit.
4: <laughs> yeah, dude. The man just wanted to be, to live in his fucking cave away from the world with his fucking dog and just not be bothered. And they brought this to his doorstep. That mountain was there long, long before Who Bill was, dude. (laughs) All right, they moved in. They made the noise. They're like, if you live in like a college town, like in a regular neighborhood, (laughs) in a frat house just decides to like, you know, post up like across the street from you, it's the same fucking thing, dude. That like, you know, maybe back in the day, day that would be cool, but like, if that happened to me like tomorrow, I would be like, I gotta join the homeowners association and do
1: something about this, (laughs) or or steal their Christmas (laughs) presents. Yeah, I'm with you. To
5: hear Alan's retort, um, I actually—I feel like I should save my comments until a later time.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Very lawyerly. Very lawyerly.
3: I feel yeah, you lawyer, you lawyered everybody there. So, Aaron, <laughs> like, I mean, the Grinch is primarily angry because his uh, shoes are too small, all right, and his heart's too. <laughs> <little>. <laughs> like
5: your heart's too. Little. He doesn't have good circulation, Aaron. His heart's too small.
4: Okay, first off, I'm down to listen to information. You do not tell me my heart is too small uh, or bloodbath. My heart is big, and it works, and it pumps good old American blood. Okay? No, but you're right. I mean, he is a curmudgeon because of that. But, like, I don't got to relate to everything about him. You know what I'm saying? Like, I relate mostly to how pissed off he is about the noise. You know what I'm right. saying? That, that is my reason. Yeah, his heart's too small. He's, he's a dick. Like, you know, like, no normal human being would be like, you know I should solve this problem? I should go down there and I should steal their food and presents and uh, the tinsel and uh, just everything. You know, not a, no normal person, things like that. I just relate to the noise. Thing, the roast you know I mean?
5: beast, Aaron. He stole the roast beast. Good. They should have shut the fuck up aaron do you get mad when
3: you go to the grocery store and they've rearranged all the aisles on you yes blood
4: blood are you talking Stomp about kroger? Out? like i'm
3: not shopping today i'm out here ha-
4: you have no idea you have no idea how mad i got because i had to look three extra minutes for where they put the tater tots like after they rearranged kroger whoo fuck i should go in there and steal did you find all my the bagel presents. bites yeah i did dude come on <laughs>
5: There was. Yeah, there was. I'm there magnetically was a, attracted to them. There was a baking sheet of bagel bites on the table when I got over here.
4: <laughs> those, 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 were not mine. Those are my roommates. That's why he, my, him and I are friends. He also likes bagel bites. I did. I did half of them. <laughs> All
0: right. You can rent That's a, a good house. Good. You can rent a room in my house, but on one condition. How do you feel about bagel bites?
4: <laughs> you're just like finger gun
1: pointing like that.
0: Eh? <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, well, all right, bloodbath. I hear your thing about the Grinch, but imagine you're dealing with like a life where your shoes are too small and, you know, it's, co- it's basically tanking all of your life. And then while you're dealing with that, you're having a bad time because of that the people down in the village below won't shut the fuck up. And they think that they can solve your, they they think they can solve your problem by coming up to your house, not asking you like, Hey, sir, how can we help you? They come up to your house and start fucking singing Christmas carols when you're just trying to like, you know, survive another day.
1: (laughs) Take a nap.
3: (laughs) Hey, I mean, I get it. I get it. It's a good pick. I, I don't disagree necessarily.
0: All right, <laughs> and we can uh, move on to Alan and get your number three.
5: Oh, uh, my number three are the sharks from Deep Blue Sea.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you,
5: you clever bastard! <laughs> they were, they were fucking clever, and you know why? Because they experimented on them like a bunch of fucking Nazis. Um. You know, like, Sam Jackson and Tom Jane and I forget who else was in it. LL Cool J. LL Cool J. Thank you, Bloodbath. Thank you. And his parrot. Um, they experimented on them. You know, I, I don't know what they were injecting into their brains, but it, it wasn't good. And so they made them, you know, hyper-intelligent. Not unlike Planet of the Apes or whatever. But then they kept them caged up. You know, they made them as smart as people. I mean, way smarter than Sam Jackson because he died in 15 minutes. But they made them as smart as people, and then they locked them up. And so I I can relate to that, you know, being locked up and, and lashing out like that. You think water
4: moves fast? You should see ice. All right, guys, I'm, oh. doing, a, I'm doing a Sam Jam quote every episode from here on out, but I'm just going to do that one.
5: But just uh. once an episode. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Somewhere, we're like <laughs> doing like top three favorite flavors of cotton candy, and I just do that line. <laughs> no, but you're absolutely right. So what I will tell you is, I don't know if they were injecting any- anything into their brains. What they were trying to do was they were trying to cure Alzheimer's. There was something in the Mako Shark's brains that they were uninjecting, and like as they took uh, that, they were brain, they
5: were taking it from them. They were they were taking it from them, right? They, they were making their brains bigger so they could
3: take some sort of a hormone. Mm-hmm
5: right so they were doing something to them they were experimenting on them
4: yeah dude and and guess what the fuck happens like it's exactly what we talked about on the pokemon episode dude like you know what i mean like you, you make them smart you know what i mean and they're way bigger than you got you gotta put them down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, guys. You're you're an uneven playing field. You're underwater, dude. You're you're in their territory. But to uh to go back to the uh, how they're relatable thing, like you know when you say like oh you know I get that feeling of being locked up and shit like that. Like I yeah I, I get that too. It's like like being pushed to the point where you have no other option like but to fight or to get revenge. Like you know what I mean. I totally agree with you
0: i've never seen this movie it sounds fucking wild <laughs> you've,
2: been, <laughs> you've never seen <laughs> deep blue sea
4: i'm telling you dave Dave, tell you slowly little by little bloodbath is unveiling itself as the fucking villain of this episode right now now, now you got it mad dave you see
0: i mean i i don't think you should be surprised
5: <laughs> no I, it's, I, you, I you think would, it's be so well scared. established very surprising
0: it's been well established that I've seen like 23 movies in my entire life. So
2: <laughs> That's it.
0: Yeah. And like eight of those are Harry Potter movies and nine of them are Star <laughs> Wars movies. Three are Lord of the Rings yeah. and uh, three are John Wick. And that's and the, it. That's it, and baby.
4: The, and then Dustin <laughs> checks in. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, but I, I just want to, I just want to throw this out there for a, a like, for like a D-level sci-fi movie plot, like scientific experimentation gone wrong is like one of the like pillars of bad sci-fi movie plots. So I'm all in on the idea of this movie.
4: Dave, I think you would love this fucking movie, dude. No, I'm I not going to watch it. You should totally
5: watch it. <laughs> don't, don't tell him that. He's, he's, only, he's only not going to want to watch it more i'm I'm shocked that you haven't seen it dave i mean honestly it seems like a movie that would be right up your fucking alley
0: i'm sure it would no have shit. been if, i'm sure it would have been if i watched it during the part of my life when i was like open and willing to watch new movies now whenever someone yeah. recommends something to me it's like oh you should watch deep blue sea it just adds like six months onto like the period of time when i might consider it so
4: <laughs> <Add> six months <laughs> till you talk to them again
0: yeah <laughs> Um, interesting, though. I, when you said sharks, that wasn't the movie I thought you were going to go with, but fair enough.
5: Right. No, I, I uh, get that. I did. Maybe
0: that's a uh, sneak peek for later.
5: <laughs> Alan loves sharks. Ooh.
0: That's one thing I know about Alan. My man loves sharks.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: shark Week is I coming up. Shark. Alan is going uh, to a week off work. Well,
5: I don't back. have cable. <laughs> Do I, can I get that without cable? Did they put that on Netflix?
4: No, bro. I'll, I'll show you how to watch anything you want to watch illegally. It'll be cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, dude. The, <laughs> the world is your oyster now, Alan. It's 2021.
5: It's only illegal to host it, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Cool. Yeah, hell yeah. You're scot-free, bro.
0: Alan's a lawyer I, in West Virginia. I believe him. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Let's move on to Bloodbath. Uh, bloodbath, what's your number three?
3: Uh my number three is we all live in a society. <laughs> Joker. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. Like, I'm not going that route. Um, my number three uh, is Tyler Durden from uh, Fight Club. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um.
0: So, How is I he- relatable bloodbath.
3: <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. So, like, I. You know, Fight Club is a movie I, I uh, in a book that I really enjoyed when I was um, you know, a teenager and definitely angsty and I feel like I related to Tyler Durden in the sense that, you know, he there's that aspect of the of his character in the film um that's sort of like I guess the uh eco-terrorist sort of uh, um mindset that he that he uh gives off. Um, mean by that, I mean, you know, he's, you know, his message of, um, anti-consumerism and, um, sort of, uh, you know, kind of stripping away like the facade of, um, modern culture and, um, the sort of, uh, restraints that puts on, um, individual. Um, I really, you know, at that point in time, I think it was like, it was, it was like, it's like catnip for, uh. You know, a a young guy, Um, somebody who, you know, especially like the um, sort of paperback philosophy um, that they like go through on that kind of the um, anarchy and the um, kind of uh, general like sort of like punk rock, like ethos of like destroy everything and like start from start from scratch. Um, I definitely think that there was a point in time in my life where I thought that that was like just the coolest thing in the world. Like it seems so like, yeah, like everything's bullshit. Um you know society is like you know just corrupt and it 's a big machine, and you know the only way to get out is like to destroy the machine you know the the dude who wrote the book like he you know he 's like very uh chuck um i can 't pronounce his last name, but uh you know it, it the you know guiding light is definitely like sort of um that idea of you know if you want to like create a revolution, you have to destroy like all the teachers and all the institutions um so that way everything can start fresh and like unbiased and um, I definitely, you know, think that, that was just such a neat idea when I was, you know, 14, 15, 16 years old, I, and I just really gravitated towards that sort of, you know, kind of cult-like um, leader that like, they, you know, that was presented by his character. Um, and then it's like, you know, more time goes on and like, you start to like, you kind of learn a little bit about um, music and culture and stuff like that. You kind of see like, there it again, like there's a real connection to like, you know, punk rock and music, like, um, you know, in the second or third act of that movie where the members of like project mayhem start showing up at the house and they're shaving their heads and stuff like that. I'm like, Oh, all these guys look like they're in Fugazi and that they're about to go like play a show in like DC and like, you know, that kind of vibe and stuff like that just kind of gets, you know, sort of twisted in the iconography and the image of that movie and stuff like that. And I think it's, you know, again, it just, you know, for, for what it's worth, that sort of like dime store kind of, you know, trashy philosophy, um, rhetoric and everything just, you know, just really impacted me a lot when I was little and, uh, I really gravitated towards it. And I definitely have got, uh, grown past that. I think it's all pretty shallow, but, um, I mean, like there's a time in my life where I was just like, that's just the coolest thing in the world. I couldn't get enough of it.
0: Bloodbath just blacked out. He has no idea. <laughs> yeah,
4: did. I was going to and... say, that was like, a, that was like a, well, <laughs>
1: thought out like
4: that was a, like when like dave immediately challenged you on that answer and you responded <laughs> 10 like 11 out of 10 bloodbath and that's that i mean but that's the same dude you still have an anarchy bone e- everybody who who like relates to somebody like that still does i mean like that's what i was saying you said you kind of grew out of it in shallow and it is to a degree but like you know everybody's kind of got that you, you know Fuck the system, you know. Part of them, you you know what I'm saying, and that that's the that's the relatable part. That's why it's a good answer.
3: I think when I get to my number one, it'll be super interesting with that being an answer. But I also feel like I feel like Dave constantly gives me shit for being like um, a corporate like shill. So like, I think it's interesting (laughs) that you say that. Like, I got originally like,
4: well, that's because you are. (laughs) But you know that 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 doesn't mean you don't have an anti flag T shirt laying around somewhere. Yeah, man. Is that a band? I, don't, I, I actually don't know. I was very that's, but... much a
3: band. All yes, right. Nice. Yeah, it was a
4: good one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
0: you. <laughs> um, hey, guys, good you want to continue this trend? I've never seen the movie Fight Club. Uh, and I did, don't you on. did you I
4: read did the read book?
0: I did read the book. I read the, the
4: book. The, bu- like, the book's good and the movie's good. I'll, I'll just say that. They're, they're both good in, in different ways.
0: I read the book like two years ago for the first time.
4: Yeah, it, it's super cool. Uh, I I think his last name's is Polanek, something like it's that. But... Yeah. It's
0: Yeah, I thought that was pretty. I thought that's pretty common knowledge that that's how. And we're probably mispronouncing it by being confident about it.
4: But... <laughs> right? Yeah. The The minute <laughs> we all agree on something, I'm like, ooh, something. There's like some electricity in the air. Something's not right here.
0: Yeah. No, the book was the book was good. I definitely didn't connect with it at all. I just enjoyed it as like surface level entertainment.
3: I think you're just too old then. I mean, I don't mean it like it's not like shit. No, I'm just it's, saying like I watched Fight Club when I was like 13 or 14. I rented it and I just like never took it back. I just watched it over and over and over again. I was so blown away by it. And in fact, I think it's funny. Uh, <laughs> Alan, Alan, you haven't said anything yet. I don't know if you have an opinion on this, but I do just want to say for the record, the last time I watched Fight Club was with you.
5: I honestly don't even remember the last time I watched Fight Club. It's, it's been years. I have at least one copy of it. Uh, I, like you, there was a time in my life where I loved it, um, and I would actually watch it regularly. It, I don't remember it ever tripping me out um, or anything like that. Uh, it was I, I don't know I guess Tyler Durden I guess, relatability yes as far as like everybody having that slight anarchy streak and and that but uh, no I don't I don't know I haven't, I haven't watched it in a long time
4: you sound yeah. like a fucking shill Alan <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah well you know and that's what I meant too I, I think like you get sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, like that worldview is so like powerful. Um then it's like you get a little older and you're like, okay, like here's the here's the fucking Swiss cheese. And this like whole like tapestry you've woven and it you really grow past it really fast. It's like at one point everybody in college has a fight club poster on their like on their wall, then there's like, oh okay, this is uh this is a little problematic. Especially too like I also thought like um there's a lot of stuff in that movie about gender that I don't think I want to associate with right now in this climate. So I can definitely see how uh, it's passe.
0: I had a fight club poster, but it's not because I care for the movie. I just really like soap. <laughs>
2: um,
0: hand, I don't know, man, crafted, you know what I mean. Handcrafted materials.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah,
0: I like artisan soap. I support local uh, entrepreneurs.
5: It's good of you, Dave.
0: I don't know. My thing with Fight Club wasn't that like I'm like, ah, this is young people's bullshit. It's more like you kind of you realize like you when you get older, you realize like you're in like the system and you're like you're part of the machine, and you can either just like accept that you really can't affect the machine that much or you turn into the unibomber. I think those are like your two options. <laughs> and kind of. I I chose the former so far.
1: <laughs> Dave,
3: I do believe you're asking me to build you a barn, which could yeah. hold an awful lot of fertilizer.
0: Yeah, but it's for my uh it's for my plants. And uh can you make if you could add some space for um some goats. That would be nice. A
1: guinea pig <laughs> sanctuary.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be the premier guinea pig rescue in East Asia. Um all right, let's uh let's move it on to number twos. And my number two is uh Eric from Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> and this is uh this is part i have a good reason for it but it's partly just so we can talk about billy madison some more but like i mean eric is trained to run a business and he is set to be replaced by the world's biggest idiot i would be fucking pissed (laughs) about that too i would not like i would be incredulous if i was in his position i could totally relate to that so that's the real reason for picking eric but i really just want to like Give us, you know, five to ten minutes to talk about Billy Madison some more.
5: <laughs> Eric drinks his own pee. <laughs> my, my number two is also Eric. Hell yeah, Alan. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, Eric, you can totally get Eric. I mean, like you said, he has put years into that company and he's going to watch this idiot come in yeah. and just destroy it. And somehow... <laughs> Somehow people don't understand that he has a mental breakdown, you yeah. know, that he has to compete in an academic decathlon. Yeah. What the fuck?
0: That company is going straight into the ground. Like six days after the events of Billy Madison are over, that company is fucking bankrupt. Everyone's in the oh, poorhouse. Yeah.
4: Like- I see you spent 80% of our finances on pineapples for some reason. <laughs>
5: Uh, <laughs> that would be delicious for like a couple weeks until they all went bad, and then you'd be fucked. But until then, he it, pineapple futures, <laughs>
4: yeah, exactly pineapple <laughs>
3: futures, futures. <laughs> not just pineapples today, but pineapples tomorrow and next year uh, and the year after.
0: That's why Bloodbath is a businessman.
4: And He's a fucking shill, jumps. Yeah,
3: shut your mouth. I, I, am, I am so sorry. Alan, continue. Dave, continue.
5: I think we're still technically on your pick.
0: Well, yeah, it's. I mean, me and Alan are tag teaming this, I guess. Yeah,
5: we'll we'll combine this one. I mean, there.
0: Yeah, but like bloodbath. Imagine like I don't know. Imagine that your sister is uh, not the like great person that she is, and imagine that she's basically Billy Madison, and they're just and your parents are like, we're taking away all of your control of Subhouse, and we're just gonna let your idiot sister take care of it, and we don't care. All the work you've done to build it up and like make it successful and things like that—you just, you're—I mean, you would freak the fuck out too. You would be Eric.
3: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and there's there's already provisions of like similar proportion in our family. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, for sure. I I agree a thousand percent. I kind of thought you were saying the principal because you know I figured being an educator you uh could relate to uh the position the principal's in a little bit more but uh no dude for sure man like and i feel that way i'm sure there's an article someone's written where they've pointed out that there's at least a half a dozen billy madison movies where like the vil- i think most of those movies like the villains are right uh uh big daddy um you know, child services like they're 100% right in that
5: scenario, absolutely. Absolutely, <laughs> that child should have been saved from having family. <laughs> yeah, I'll, t-
4: I'll tell you this I feel like the worst part about being Eric is like it's the climb, right? So, you're told, like, hey, dude, like, listen, I know you've done all this work, but I made this deal with my son. That if he went to each grade for two weeks (laughs) at a time, starting with first, and he took two weeks each time uh, to pass a grade. And if he manages to do this without screwing it up, I'm going to give him the company, right? That's already bad.
0: And you're out on your ass. And you're
4: out on your ass. Part two, (laughs) right? Every time he passes a grade, starting with first, we're going to throw a giant party. And, yeah. you ha- and you have to be there. You, you are have con- to be You are contractually obligated to be there. And or congratulate filing- Billy yeah. on passing
0: yeah. the second grade.
4: Yes, you, you have to, you have to <laughs> congratulate this 26-year-old man on learning how to write cursive. <laughs> and you have to do it with a smile on your face. Bro, like, I, I, I'd i lose my fucking grip too, dude.
0: Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
3: And I also feel like in the business world, um, Billy's dad are making these sorts of decisions that he probably doesn't run the company very well to start with. So I figure that Eric would be getting out. I also figure like Eric probably just get the severance package. Like he should have just bowed out and be like, that's cool. You guys are fucking nuts. I'll take my, you know, seven figure like severance to like, Walk the fuck away and go run, you know, Taco Bell for a year or something like that. I don't know. I'll do that. Good pick. Good on. pick. I just feel like Dave, like, I, again, like, I just, if you're the principal, like, you know, uh, I just ima- I imagine Dave's latter success is be- he becomes uh, some sort of administrator at a school and someone, like, finds out his terrible secret when he dressed up like Jesus and played bass. i thought you were uh, gonna blob i thought my
0: (laughs) i thought my embarrassing secret was like hosting a podcast which is about the most embarrassing thing you can think of
5: (laughs) i'm proud proud
3: of of this podcast i tell everybody (laughs) tell all my employees to listen
4: he's doing the things that you're telling people to do at the beginning
5: of episodes yeah dude you're a cult leader actually obligated
0: here's the thing like i don't remember anything about the principal in billy madison was he a villain i thought he was just there
4: i think he wanted to fuck adam sandler in that and he was like a wrestler and that's what was weird
5: i don't think he was a villain he was he used to be a wrestler, the revolting yeah. blob, and he accidentally right. killed someone in a match and Eric right. Blackmailed him.
2: <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <what> I... <laughs> he was
5: supposed <laughs> to pinch my leg if he was ever in danger.
0: But I don't like no. yeah, I don't see him I never saw him as a villain like
1: of he all was the vill- same dumb
0: of all the school movies with principals like Billy Madison's principle was just like just like a dude with a terrible dark secret. He wasn't
3: he wasn't the villain. No, so you're right. He wasn't a villain. I'm I just
0: think, saying. Uh like I'm gonna a little foreshadowing here. I think we'll discuss some of the other principles uh later. Um, <laughs> Ooh! You, you guys like how professional that was? I definitely didn't like stutter or awkwardly phrase that or anything. It was perfect uh professional podcast hosting. Right here,
4: Dave, you're perfect, and all of us love you, but Alan,
0: yeah, I know. Um, so Uh, yeah, you know, uh, Eric from Billy Madison that's my number two. Um, Aaron, what is your number two?
4: All right, my number two is a character that is almost exactly like the reason I had for picking this character is exactly the reason you picked Eric. Uh, my number two most relatable villain is Yzma from An Emperor's New Groove, or from The Emperor's New Groove. Okay, so Yzma uh, was basically, like, in charge of everything uh, for Cusco, who was the emperor at the time. Uh, and then, like, she, she had done everything. She made sure he lived the perfect life. She was trying to get him that new place built. And he just, like, And if you remember the movie, like, seriously, like... Cusco is just like, eh, you know what? I don't like that one idea you had. Uh, you're fired. Get the fuck out of here. Like after she had put in like a lifetime of fucking work to make this fucking bratty ass teenager's life perfect, uh, and he just promptly fires her. And that is kind of like the catalyst to her being like, all right, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna turn him into a fucking goat and then kill him. But It's exactly the same reason you guys talked about Eric. Like she was literally like a model employee. <laughs> like She did, <laughs> she did everything for him, whether that was like setting up parties or like being like the ah, interpreters, not the word, but like being like the medium in between him and the common people. Like she kept his schedule going. She made sure, you know, all of the things that he was too fucking stupid and annoying to understand. Uh, like actually like worked out for him so he could keep continuing his rule. And then like one time she says like one thing and he's like, yeah, you know what? I don't like that attitude. I know you've put in 48 years uh, here, but you can just go and you, you can see her fate. The whole scene, where he's telling her she's fired, she's having like a mental fucking breakdown and like begging him not to let her go. And he's just like, yeah, like I, I keep talking to you, but I gotta, I gotta worry about this like a uh, vacation house that I'm building. So yeah, go on, enjoy your life. And then he like gets mad at her when she keeps pleading to get her job back. So I'll tell you, just like that Eric thing, man. Like you, you put a lot of work into something and then it all like crashes around you. I t- like I would totally also try to turn my boss. into to a goat like like not nah, nah, or uh, whatever the fuck he was like that so uh my number two is going to be yzma from the emperor's new groove
3: never seen the movie yeah i'm gonna
0: throw this on the pile feel uh, like your I've description
3: makes me not want to see it even more either. oh my
4: god dude first off first off the emperor's new I've groove never seen is it a, either the emperor's new groove is an awesome movie so like it's david spade Right. He, it's David Spade and uh, Patrick Warburton's in it and uh, John Goodman. Right. And David Spade is like this young, like, like emperor or a f- like something. He He's like the leader of this country. And he's just like the biggest piece of shit. Like, imagine if like Joffrey wasn't violent. Like, that's that's who he was. And David Spade is so fucking good. Like, that movie is like low key, like one of the funniest animated movies of all time. But yeah, Yzma's like the person who runs everything for him. Uh, He's trying to build this vacation house and she says something like, oh, you know, we could put these funds, you know, aside to like feed your people. And he's like, I don't like that. You're fucking fired. And so she turns into the bad guy of the movie and tries to kill him, basically. And like, so that's why I find her relatable. It's the same, a big fuck you to somebody in charge who makes a decision that doesn't make any fucking sense at all. And it fucking rattles your brain just like it did Eric. I will say The Emperor's New Groove is an awesome movie. I've probably seen it like 25 times. I was like one of those movies we watched in college like every once in a while because everybody really liked it, but – Dave, I know you like David Spade. Wait, no, I don't. But anyways, Dave, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if you like David. Yeah,
0: Spade. Yeah, I'm, I'm very lukewarm on David. <laughs>
3: yeah, Spade. Okay. yeah, I don't know why I said that.
4: How long have we known each other? But what I will say is, it's, it's a very, David very learn good how to movie.
3: Fucking listen.
4: <laughs> but
3: yeah. he's only said it ten times. He doesn't like David Spade all that much.
0: No, I'm good actually. Uh, David Spade doing, David Spade doing voiceover is probably, uh, probably pretty good
4: he's very very funny like i said john goodman's awesome patrick warburton's in that patrick warburton is so good in that movie yeah
0: Aaron, i was gonna say earlier you you had me at patrick warburton he's (laughs) it's it's
4: it's one of his best roles like that movie is like legit like an actual funny movie but going back to the the villain in yzma the the reason she becomes the bad guy and tries to kill him is because she puts in a lifetime of really hard work and he fires her after some like Like, arbitrary fucking, hey, maybe you should spend this money elsewhere. And then it turns into, like, him getting turned into a goat. I'm telling you, it's a good movie. (laughs) But, all right, we don't got to talk about it anymore. Nobody has a frame of reference. But Yzma from The Emperor's New Groove, my number two.
0: Yeah, I've heard. I've heard, basically, like, anytime anyone brings that movie up, I've heard it's really funny and really good. I've just never seen it. I don't know. Maybe the listeners can get in the uh, the comments on social media and back Aaron up since we're all Please do
4: it. <laughs> My contract expires in three episodes. I need this.
3: <laughs> so I'm going to make the little man hat.
4: <laughs> Please. <laughs> I'm eating bagel bites every day.
0: By choice. <laughs> Let's Try not to act like that's All right, you're right, heavy, right.
4: no, you're them. right. No, you're you're right. I, I could I could easily for breakfast, vegetables. lunch, and dinner. Every every day I mix it in with my coffee. This is it's it's my fault. Like you're right. I shouldn't put that on yeah. buddy.
0: Aaron, let's Aaron's not destitute. He can afford fruits and vegetables. <laughs> he
4: chooses to eat bagel buns. <laughs> I just I have like like when I look at fruits and vegetables, like I'm not trying to get political here. That that's the joke. I, I just wanted to say let's just let's not get political here
0: over fruits and vegetables. Alright, well, before Aaron takes any of this too far... I got another uh, one! (laughs) Let's move on to Bloodbath and get your number
1: two. Alright. Number two. Uh, Rorschach from Watchmen.
3: Now, again, I'd say that that's a character that's probably technically one of the protagonists, but I'm going to go ahead and consider him to be a villain uh, for the purposes of this podcast hold on say... wait
0: wait 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 are you talking about the movie the graphic novel or the tv show
3: uh we're gonna well he i will do the graphic novel okay and graphic novel and the movie are, are pretty close so okay. it's i've never seen character.
0: i've never seen the show or read the graphic novel but if it's similar to the movie then i'm that i'm with you
3: the movie's pretty much shot for shot the graphic novel and the tv show he's obviously he's not in it there's people who are inspired by it anyway okay, okay um uh yeah so we'll, we'll go with the graphic novel um uh but i i relate to so the warshack um he is a uh, superhero in this uh, dystopian world um in the watchmen and he is a he's a mass crime mass vigilante And he uh, is you know he kills criminals he's extremely violent Um, he sees the entire world uh, black and white there he is a utilitarian there is no gray area there is no you know everything is morally objectable uh, right wrong black white and it's it's up to him to um, be judge jury and executioner on um, how he sees the world through his lens and that I feel while obviously i'm not um a vigilante i'm not a crime fighter um i'm not um i don't really feel that i'm somebody who sees the world in black and white i can definitely appreciate and relate to that sentiment you know you see an awful lot of crazy things happening um especially today social media and and just you know news and politics and whatnot and you know i i totally understand especially, you know, the the climate right now where there's a lot of tribalism and there's a lot of desire to see things like, you know, white and black, red, blue, this is right, this is wrong, these people are good, these people are bad. Um, So I I get that sort of primal um, reaction that a lot of people have, and I can see how that's a character that uh, definitely imbibes that sort of philosophy of, you know, this is right, this is wrong, this is how we're going to do things, I don't care what the outcome is that this person you know has broken a rule they deserve to be punished i i totally get where that thought process comes from from a lot of people i don't feel like i agree with it i think i'm always somebody who tries to see you know common ground or i always see things shades of gray but i can definitely understand especially in like modern times where you uh can probably gravitate to somebody who is so um binary and uh No, i think um he's just an extremely interesting character and a really sort of tragic villain in that sense so check
1: nice i appreciate the explanation it's been a long time
0: since i watched that movie i haven't really thought about it since then but i he's the he's the dude who like fucks everybody up in that scene in prison right
3: yeah. He yeah. he wears um uh, well, so you know, he wears a trench coat and um uh, fedora and he has a mask on that is basically an inkblot and right, represents right. a war shack. And again I think today it's even more relevant because again has and I'm not trying to be political, I'm not you know, I'm I'm just making a general commentary that, you know, we live in a very divided world. It is very, you know, Right, left, Democrat, Republican, liber- liberal, conservative worldview that everybody has, and the idea of the Warshack is he is a um, mere representation of the society that he's in. Like you, you know, his mask is a Warshak. It's an ink blot. It's abstract. It's meant to um, reflect the what uh, what you see is a reflection of yourself. And it, he's a reflection of the society that he's in. And I think that for, you know, 2021, that's a really interesting, relevant character to like have around to be someone that's like purely a, a mirror reflection of society in a time where we're very like binarily divided on everything in the world. So I think that he's yeah know, even more interesting today.
0: Right on. Kind of like how, uh, like we're so quick to like make snap judgments about things we see instead of like, you know, fully considering situations.
3: Yeah, I mean, everything, everything comes down to like, well, okay. So what, what side of the spectrum do they fall on? Are they Republican or are they Democrat or are they, is it red or blue or, you know, whatever it is. I'm trying to be, to take my, my own opinions out of this a hundred percent. I'm just saying that's, that's very much rare, but you know, if you're conservative and a conservative person makes a statement because they're conservative, it seems like everybody goes in that direction. Liberal, same thing. So, you know, it is, a you know, it's, it's very divided. And I feel, you know, I always, I've always been the kind of person that tries to like look down the middle or see both sides or find a third option. And again, he's definitely, you know, I can, re- I can see how many people relate to the idea of like, nope, no, we're right, they're wrong, we got to fight them. And that's definitely the kind of
1: mentality that that character deals with and is a representation of. Right on. That wasn't the, uh, the villain that I thought a lot of people would choose from
0: uh, Watchmen, even, to relate to. I thought the, the, big, like, the big bad guy in that movie would be the one that people go with as a relatable one.
3: Yeah, I mean I I think so um and that's the thing too it's like I think he's relatable because I think he's the idea is that he's going to save the world by like, you know, basically like a false flag. Yeah, operation and I think that's relatable but I think the Warshack becomes slightly more relatable in that I think I think of that especially today there's so many conspiracy theories. I think if someone were to say that know some unifying event that happened to bring everybody together was bullshit that there'd be a lot of people that couldn't see the the good that comes out of that they'd have to like be like no 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 you broke the rules so we're gonna fucking make you pay
0: it's it's the difference in like you can relate to characterization versus relating to what someone's actual like idea is which uh We we've kind of stuck to relating to characterizations so far in this episode. We haven't really gotten into like I relate to the big plan that this villain had. Uh, Obviously, maybe not agreeing with like what they do, but I relate to their idea. We haven't really gotten into that so much. Uh,
1: Maybe we will later. Aaron, Alan, you two are Quiet. Oh, I was just going to let it pass. I've never seen the movie,
4: read the graphic novel, watched it. I have have no idea what you're talking about. I was actually going to jump on here and talk for like five minutes and see if I could get away with talking about it without you guys noticing that I had no idea what I was talking about. To expand on what I think Bloodbath is trying to say, based on the very little knowledge that I have, is that he represents sort of like the duality of man. And that's kind of why he's relatable. You know, (laughs) did I pass? Did I do it, boys?
3: (laughs) You you pass when you get your
5: shoes on your feet in the morning. <laughs> Fuck yeah. They're, they're too small. Wait. They're way Velcro too small. Hell yeah. Pumps. I I read the graphics novel graphic novel and I I think I watched the movie at some point, but I honestly I didn't even remember which one Rorschach was outside of the fact that he had like the burlap sack with the uh, the stain on it. Yeah, um,
0: he's the... He, I didn't remember anything about his character until Bloodbath reminded me, but I just know from that scene uh where he's like, you know, I'm not in here with you, you're in here with me, that scene, which is like something I think about and get scared about like once a month. I'm like, oh, that scene was pretty fucking brutal, wasn't it? Like, picture, like on that guy's
2: face. You get scared <laughs> by the weirdest <laughs> shit. <laughs> and
0: I'll just like, I'll see that quote because it's like, it's in pop culture now it's like transcended that you know that movie or that graphic novel and then i remember he threw fry grease in that guy's face and i'm like ah that is horrifying like
5: that's that's what
0: yeah so all right um let's uh let's move it on so moving into number ones and before we get into number ones we'll hear a word from our sponsor Hey everybody, before we do our number one picks, we'd like to talk to you about that magical drink, the one that makes this podcast possible. That's right, we're talking about coffee. At a top three podcast, we are in way different time zones. We record super late at night for for most of us, actually, and coffee is what makes it all tick. We're proud to share with you one of our favorite local roasteries, Barbell Brew. Barbell Brew provides single-origin coffee beans that are air-roasted in small batches on location in Troy, Ohio, and they're available for shipping nationwide. Check them out at barbellbrew.com where you can find pre-ground or whole bean coffee in several different varieties or sign up for their Coffee of the Month program for a curated caffeination experience. We also have an exclusive deal for our listeners, 20% off your first order using the promo code TOP3 at checkout. That's the promo code TOP3, that's the number 3 in there, at checkout, 20% off your first order. Barbell Brew also has a really cool program called Coffee for a Cause, where each month they donate a percent of their profits to a different charity. So, follow them at Barbell Brew Coffee Roasters on Facebook and... At Barbell Brew Coffee on Instagram, and check our episode description for links to those pages and their website so you can get your coffee on. Support local coffee roasters and taste the difference. All right, back to those number ones. Okay, and we're back. And I will give my number one most relatable villain, which is... I lost my place. This is how you build suspense, is by losing your place in the Uh, the show notes. I gotta know. (laughs) Uh, My number one was uh, hinted at earlier by Bloodbath. Bloodbath, you asked me why I didn't choose a principal. Well, my number one is a principal. And it is Principal Vernon from The Breakfast Club. hell yeah man man he was there Uh, on a
4: saturday too on a saturday that's why i picked it because
0: he had he was stuck babysitting these asshole teenagers on saturday you know people who work in schools teachers administrators you know the week is stressful and busy and if something is like gonna fuck with your saturday Like, I'm not talking about, like, oh, you have like papers to grade. You need to take them home and like watch TV and grade papers on Saturday. I'm talking about like, you need to go to school on Saturday and babysit these asshole kids in the library and make sure they don't like do anything bad. I can relate to how he would think,
5: yeah, fuck or kill one another.
0: All Principal Vernon wanted to do is pass the time until he could go home on Saturday and he's got to make sure that these kids don't burn down the goddamn school all they have to do is
4: sit still that's all they have to do is sit still and like read like they could have read a magazine bro he didn't didn't give a fuck bro
0: it's been a long time they had to like didn't they have to write like an essay or something like that yeah so all they had to do
4: now fuck the principal
0: all they had to do is write an essay like it's not a big deal all of us have had situations where like oh, you got in trouble. You have to write a note about why you're sorry. Like, yeah, it sucks, but just fucking do it. It's not a big deal. Like, play the game and then you can go home. And that's, like, I totally relate to why the principal in the Breakfast Club is just like, ah, oh, these fucking kids, like, come on. Like, really, just, like, ho- hold your shit together for, like, two more hours. And then we can I, all go I home. I feel
3: like, I feel like, too, you know, sort of taking them, like, Ninety minutes to write that paper, and then like they could have fucked around for a couple of hours, and he probably wouldn't have cared if it was done. And then I also yeah. feel it would have been like he would have been like, "All right, fuck it, it's one o'clock. Everybody go the fuck home. I don't want to do this anymore today. You've all been punished enough." Yeah, Dave. He's the question.
0: He can make the rules about. It. He's the principal. He can like let them go if they do their shit. Like here's the here's the good thing because I'm I teach high school. Here's the best thing about teaching high school, is that. The students are like young adults. They're like, they're real people. You can level with them. You can reason with them. You can be like, hey, if you guys just like write this essay, you don't have to stay here all goddamn day. You can go home early. Just write the essay. But like, no, those, those, uh I mean, I like the cast in The Breakfast Club. Not all of them were bad kids, but like, <laughs> Just
3: I don't some think the, that they... some of those kids deserve to be in a detention that day. That's for sure.
4: Yeah, sure. Anthony Michael deserve Hall it. deserves to be in prison now.
5: So, <laughs> so I I don't think that I've seen it more than more than one time. But I have to know. So did the principal give them detention?
0: I'm not no. sure. It's been it's a long pro- time prob- since probably I watched not. it. Too.
5: They they were all there. They're all there for,
3: for different. I think the only one he's probably given detention to was. Uh, um, Better Judd um, Nelson. Yeah, Judd Nelson. So I think Judd Nelson I actually I think if you watch the movie, I think it's revealed that like on that particular day, Judd Nelson didn't actually have detention, but he's just such a pathetic bag that he just showed up like he had detention and he got detention. But um Emilio Estevez like uh beat a kid up in the locker room as part of like a prank. Um he he duct taped his butt cheeks together. No, Ali Sheedy. Ali Sheedy. Dudes. Ali Sheedy, the Goth chick. She did not have detention. She just showed up because nobody cares what she's doing. Um, forget why Molly Ringwald was there. And then Anthony Michael Hall had a gun in his locker. That's why he's there because he's <laughs> like, nuts.
0: Because he, got a,
3: because he got a b because he got a b on his uh, shop project i remember this movie very well yeah obviously
4: <laughs> bloodbath watched it yesterday God damn. i'm watching it right now no. dave, <laughs> dave,
3: let me ask you so dave have you had to give students detention
0: uh no the students that i teach are incredibly like nice and respectful I'm, like, Damn. I'm really, really lucky that that's, like, the environment. <laughs> like, and like, the norm? It is. Are
5: they, the are they listening, problems. Dave? Huh? Are they listening?
0: I mean, yeah, I think some of them do listen. But, like, this is not, this is not me, like, being nice because I know people are listening. I'm legit telling you, like, it's the culture is to be extremely respectful in school and, like, do your shit.
4: That's That's so crazy, dude. I was just trying to make fart jokes all the time.
3: My follow up question is you've never been asked to like sit and monitor detention or anything like that, have you?
0: Uh no, because as far as I know, no one's no one's gotten detention. I don't think that's like detention doesn't exist in Korea
5: god every time
4: dave talks about korea i'm like what the fuck is wrong with ohio
5: (laughs) they don't even have a word for detention (laughs) (laughs) but like
0: here here's why i can relate because once again like the key thing is that he's stuck there on saturday and
4: that's the worst that's the worst part of it all
0: like being a teacher or being an administrator like working in a school is busy you have a lot of shit to take care of like more than i personally have to take care of um and so like when school is over you want to go home i don't want to like sometimes i have to stay late at school to do stuff and i don't want to do that um you know so coming in on saturday to watch them sit in the library and like make sure they don't like slit each other's throats is it sounds awful to me. Like I would be pissed off before I walk in the building, so I can totally relate to the principal in the Breakfast Club. Um, more so than I can relate to. Actually, I can relate to the principal in Ferris Bueller. I considered him, but like, I thought you going in on Saturday. Mm-mm, no. Well,
3: and I think it's interesting. Again in that movie the principal has a scene where he's talking to the janitor and um he it's a it's a you know, a, a really kind of poignant moment where he says, you know, what scares him is that these kids are gonna be the people in the country one day or taking care of him, I think is how he phrases <laughs> it. And so like you get like just to your point, like you you understand right away, like he's very much doing it because he feels he owes it to them to teach them lesson or hold them accountable for whatever their actions were so like he's trying to do it for their best interest and it's just that much like to your point it's that much shittier <laughs> they just fuck with him so hard and yeah. it's funny like I remember like I've watched that movie before and I've been like man part of that principal like the rest of his day was like, like he was just like I want to get out of here and he just like goes he leaves maybe he you know imagine he he's single he uh Leaves he stops by the <laughs> he, stops he by the record I don't know man, it's like man, it's Saturday night, I'm gonna stop at the record store. Get a new uh, Duke Ellington on vinyl home order a pizza, just just really, you know, enjoy my Saturday after I dealt with watch these little the game. <laughs> just after I dealt with these little fuckers all day. Yeah, watch the game on Sunday just hang out, relax before I had to come back Monday and listen to them all over again. Yeah, yeah. dude. Good choice, Dave. Good fucking choice.
1: Yeah,
0: Um, yeah. we can move on from uh, Principal Vernon, but yeah, um, you predicted that I would pick a principal and you were right. Um, Aaron, what's your number one?
4: All right, my number one most relatable villain is going to be from Harry Potter, and that's going to be Severus Snape. Um, I, I I can understand the argument where people would say like Severus Snape is not like the bad guy like through or in it, but throughout most of the story, basically up until the very end of the sixth book or the sixth movie, he is the bad guy. So why is Severus Snape relatable? Right? Let's let's go to the first one. Like kids annoy the shit out of him, right? Same here, dude. Like I'm telling you this right now. Like I've had so many people in my life tell me that I should like be a teacher, or, like get my teacher's <laughs> license, or do these things. I'm like, no, no, no. I, do, I do not think you understand what you're actually asking me to do right here. I would be just as like if like okay. So let's say let's say when I was a young buck, right? I fell in love with this woman, right? And she fell in love with the guy I hated more than anything in the fucking world. And then she not fell only fell in love the, with Alan. She, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> she fell in love with alan right and alan and her had a child and not only do i already hate the idea of like the fact that the love of my life is with the worst person ever and they're a lot they're together long enough to like make a child not only that their child becomes the most famous fucking person in the entire world right their child is the chosen one their, their child becomes <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like you can't even say anything bad about Alan because he created Jesus. You know and what then I mean?
0: He got, he got murdered by the evil. And then I got murdered. Right. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes.
4: Right. So, and, th- not only that, and then let's, you know, you grow up and you become a teacher. Not only that, their fucking kid is in your class now and everybody fucking loves him, dude. And everybody loves their friends and everybody treats him awesome. Just right off rib. That whole situation would fuck me up so bad. But let, let's get a little bit more serious into like what 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 really like you know makes me pick uh, Snape as my number one is he is and and I realize what I'm saying here in terms of relatable like right and the kind of person I am. But one of the things I connect to you know the most with uh, Severus is that he is loyal to like the degree of him dying you know what i'm saying like he I'm, try, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this um he 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 has that sort of love for lily potter that everybody who has ever felt love for somebody can understand you know while it may be sort of like an immature 14-year-old, hey, get over it, we grow up and become adults thing, it's it's a level of love that everybody here can understand, you know, whether it's for, you know, someone who may be, like, your sexual partner and your confidant and your eventual, like, wife or husband, or whether it's a family member, like, that, that kind of love that he shows for Harry Potter follows him until the day he dies. Uh, I, I, another thing about Severus Snape, uh, like, like I wanted to loop back to is his loyalty, uh, specifically to a uh, Dumbledore. Um, he, he, you know, I, I, I can't really say enough things about how, like how Severus Snape is one of my favorite literary characters, uh, of all time. Uh, but I think what really makes him relatable, uh, it are, are those two qualities. Uh, plus also the fact that he hates fucking kids, which also I do. Uh, but he's, <laughs> he's loyal to a fault. He, 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 uh, eventually expresses, you know, that sort of undying love that some of us have for other people. Not me, because I have no emotions. Um, but just generally, of course. Um, so I, I think there are a lot of different reasons you can relate to him. The only argument I would accept is if you would say, like, "Hey, Snape isn't really a villain," but for ninety percent of the story, not ninety-eight percent of the story, he is. You know what I mean? So uh, my number one is going to be. Severus
3: Snape. I'd really say it's 97.7. <laughs> I need I, I, right. I, I knew like a damn
4: fool. <laughs> <laughs> right. Embarrass us on fucking Apple Music.
0: Here's my, uh, here's another reason that Snape is relatable. So he's, Snape is the head of House Slytherin, right? Yeah. So uh, they have this competition at Hogwarts every year for who wins like the House Cup or whatever. And it's based on a point system, uh, which should make it fair, right? And Snape's house uh, is probably the fair winner of the House Cup basically every year. But because oh, of Dumbledore's <laughs> wonky-ass scoring system, he loses every single year. And oh. he's salty about it.
3: I would be salty,
0: too. Oh, I'm my God. Me, fuck.
3: too.
4: And and not only that, like, they, they give the winning points to fucking... Uh, <laughs> Neville Longbottom, who you have just spent a year proving to everybody is too stupid to exist in a school system, like, like, like if you're just like sitting there at the, like I'm pretty sure even in the movie they show like a shot of his face and like Alan Rickman is just like Jesus fucking Christ reaction to it, like yeah you're right dude, uh, I would be and like the, oh my god now like I'm the mad, day I'm by day now I'm the day by
0: day life at Hogwarts that they don't show like in the movie. Or in the books, like Neville is like on a daily basis, like creating toxic fumes and uh, class, like <laughs> just fucking up hardcore. All Dave, the you're time. a teacher.
4: Like, he's basically explaining to them how to do like fucking like long division. And like, you're just like, how? No, no, Neville, you put <laughs> an ounce of mugswort and a half leaf of wolfsbane. What are you not getting here?
2: Yeah, oh my like God. <laughs>
0: is that? I mean, is that like is that an ape's head? Where did you get an
1: ape's head? <laughs> Where did you get that? But yeah, but
4: but but back to it. Yeah, just just yeah. like like the, the 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 loyalty aspect that like that feeling that his entire character is basically run on that one premise of him being absolutely loved, love. Like anybody who has ever loved before you know, can, can understand that level of like commitment. And, and, and like that, that, that's exactly who he was in the end. And I I don't consider him like a villain villain, but you know, one of the things are what makes a villain. It's somebody that the uh, protagonist sees as a problem. And for most of the story, he is Harry Potter's problem.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Anyone who tries to say Snape is not a villain for the majority of that.
4: like 97.7% that like, bro, that, that's enough for me to call it.
0: At the end, it's been revealed that like there's a purpose behind what he's doing, but that doesn't mean he wasn't a villain that entire time.
4: Yeah, he could have protected Harry and also not embarrassed him publicly. Like, yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> right. He didn't have <laughs> yeah. to be a dick. No, no, but he was because he hated kids. And again, I understand that.
5: That's, like, the most relatable thing about him is what you were saying first, not the, not the loyalty thing, because I don't think most people are loyal the way that, that Severus Snape is, but everybody can relate to the fact that, like, you're just going about your life, and a thousand times a day, some shitty, dumbass thing happens. Like, just these little tiny events through your life, and that was Severus Snape's life. Bro, he has to walk like... past
4: the trophy case with james potter's quidditch cup on it every fucking day before he <laughs> eats lunch bro like <laughs> like come on can you imagine just like some guys just like fucking your wife after you break up and or after you get a divorce and you just like come over and you're just like oh shit there's his fucking name right there where i work huh yeah like, you know, <laughs> that's fucking weird And you have to react to it like that because if you react to it like a normal human being, you'll get fired,
3: you know? (laughs) I also feel it's like, I mean, does this guy not have magic powers? Can he not, like, find an alternative way to get to the cafeteria or, like, find another way to get lunch without having to walk past it? Or, like, find a way to, like... To like you know, wear some like fucking sunglasses so he doesn't have to look at the corner of his eye at the fucking trophy case.
4: Let's be fair here. I was doing a bit that never happens in any of the stories. Just, <laughs> oh, just I don't for, know. for I'm not Harry Potter. Of. I'm not a no, Harry Potter
2: fan.
0: He's eh. he's one hundred percent surrounded by like the legacy of
5: adoring uh, fans of his enemy. <laughs> James yeah. Potter memorabilia.
0: Yeah. And like again.
5: And he has to deal with Ron Weasley all the time. I mean... Jesus uh. Christ.
4: Now I'm really
0: mad. (laughs) Yeah. This is... That's the thing. Like, he has... Well, most of the professors at Hogwarts probably have, like, the same frustrations because they're trying to teach, like, nine-year-olds how to do advanced magic. But, like, I feel like Snape is just constantly putting out fires because, like... Yeah, because Ron and Neville and basically everyone except for Hermione is just causing like like deadly catastrophes <laughs> on a daily basis. And right. they play
4: pranks on him. They they play pranks yeah. on him a couple of different times throughout the story. Like they do not give a fuck about his feelings.
5: Yeah. yeah plus, let's uh,
0: let's you go know, fuck with the sad man.
5: He he lives in the dungeons <laughs> of that man. probably <laughs> yes, leaky ass does. castle. I mean, man. you know, it isn't. Yeah.
0: I don't know. They probably got some magical like ceiling solution going on there. <laughs> yeah, dude, just, this
5: room I'm looks just, cool. Like, you know, mold is probably a problem. I mean, yeah, I it's, don't it's know for mold. sure, but it's magic mold. It's magic mold. Uh, yeah, that does sound better. So. <laughs> magic
4: mold, good for stamina. <laughs> <laughs> good for men.
0: Um, yeah, good call, Aaron. Snape's a good one. Um, let's move it on to Alan and your number one.
5: My number one is The Grinch. a boy. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I mean, I, fe- I thought that this was like the obvious answer. I, th- I thought I would have sworn that everybody's number one was going to be The Grinch. And I'm excited to see if it. any. What's that? You even consider it. Oh, my God. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs>
4: yeah, one. I almost didn't pick it because I was like, oh, everybody's going to pick
5: The Grinch. I- I- I'm with you. Right. Dude. No, I mean, uh, it was. I I thought it was the clear answer. Everybody can relate to the guy. He just wants to be left alone. And like, you know, he's all right. He'll go into town or whatever. But he just wants to be left alone and live with his dog when he wants to be left alone. And once a year, these idiots flip out over Christmas and make and just and just ruin his entire existence. You know, so everybody can relate to the idea of like, you know, just wanted to live there, eat your food, take your naps, play with your dog. And and also, I, I'm I'm tired of the holiday season starting at the end of October. So,
0: yeah, let's uh, let's not let's, <laughs> let's acknowledge that the people in Whoville are like way over the top with Christmas. Like Christmas is great and everything. But like, let's let's settle it down a little bit.
4: Pump the brakes, kids. Yeah. Right.
0: You know in Hooville they start doing Christmas shit in like late May, right? Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you picked it earlier month than I would have. Good job.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the Grinch is a good one. I like forgot about it when I was making my list, but I for sure like it probably it could have made my list. I think I agree. It's like a, a prototypical, like relatable villain. Uh once you get older and you start to get mad at everything.
1: <laughs> very true
0: like once christmas isn't all like taken care of for you like it is when you're a kid and you have to be the one that does all that shit and you have to deal with christmas carolers coming up to your door which i don't know if that still happens but like does it have any of you guys had christmas carolers come to your door
4: literally never do none of us live in once. like a new
3: york city like yes. fucking like apartment complex I had him once. Um, it was my first year home from college uh, for Christmas. And we it was Christmas Eve, and we had just gotten back to our house with my parents from doing something. And we were literally, like, walking up the drive, and there was a group. It's, you know, somebody that lived on our street, but a family of, like, six. They were like, oh, hey, and, like, well, we're here to, like, sing you guys a song. And, like, we're like, okay. And they did it. And we like, <laughs> <laughs> and then
5: they rock them
4: yeah my, my, like first off you lived in the deepest darkest part of Shenandoah like that surprises me that somebody would go there and also I imagine them coming up and Marvin just like as they're singing visibly pulling a gun out of his pocket and like lo- <laughs> like loading it <laughs> no, they and lived, then your mom also pulling out a gun and loading it like where they can see it. <laughs> and then like Rachel also pulling out a gun
1: and loading it while they're looking <laughs> All right, everybody, I'm going to count to three. Yeah, let's sing for them. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you. The Grinch is a good pick.
3: Yeah, it's solid. I I do feel like you kind of mentioned it, too. It's like he has a dog. Like, he's not like this. like, he's not a heartless
0: piece of shit. Like, he has a dog that loves him.
4: My thought is, like, maybe he follows like a different, because like Christmas That's that's a religious holiday, like to a lot of people. Maybe he's just like Jewish or something, and he hates how much they're like throwing Christmas like in his face. Like there could be a lot of reasons why he fucking hates that holiday and hates the joy that comes from it. You know what I mean? There there could be layers to that that they don't explain.
0: I bet it's just because he wants everyone to shut the fuck up.
4: Yeah,
3: I I know. I I think you're right. I understand why you feel like that was like the common answer like that was gonna be like a michael bumpus for this episode but i just i don't know dude like that was like so far from my mind of like a villain that i relate to and, and i don't know man like maybe that goes back to my thing it's like i don't know that i consider the grinch a villain necessarily i think he's kind of the that and then, like he he has a redemption arc too so i guess i just don't feel i just didn't think of it like that
5: well, lots of so though i mean like i think arts. that Right, exactly. I mean, if you accept Severus Snape as a villain, then I mean, I think you have to accept the Grinch as a villain, obviously.
4: Yeah, there's a whole song
5: where it's like, you're at anyone, Mr. Grinch. If Shock can be a villain, you know, then I think that... Yeah. I mean, you know, so... I don't think think that this topic was meant to be, like, a discussion between villains and anti-villains and and what are the the boundaries of moral behavior or whatever, like... So, I... (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think that the Grinch is totally a villain. Um, yeah, for sure. And I just feel like he's, he's got to be the most relatable because I think that everybody, um, not just at one point in their life, but like pretty regularly, just wants people to calm down about shit, right? Like he sees yeah. these people every year, like, I mean, just doing outrageous things <laughs> um, for like an extended period of time. And even if it isn't the noise getting to him, because I get it. You can get like a pair of headphones. It cancels the noise. It's fine. The Grinch, obviously he had a big place. He could afford it. Um, You know, but it just, it bugs him seeing like these people live in excess. So I don't, I don't know. I think the Grinch, is, the Grinch is totally uh, like a, a relatable kind of guy.
1: Yeah.
0: However, devil's advocate that village is like isolated on a fucking like snowy ass mountain. I bet life there is pretty terrible most of the year. And so they have like it's one designated they have like one designated time per year where they're like where they can like muster up the energy to be happy.
4: Forget about their woes. He's like just like I bet
0: you. I bet like of not like a significant portion of the population like freezes to death like each year in
4: that fucking village so, oh yeah dude how many avalanches do you think a decade three yeah for like, sure yeah absolutely no, i
5: mean you saw you saw how many coats each of them was wearing you know they were all they all had sweaters and hats and shit they were fine they, well, got they were that, fine they, they were fine during out.
4: christmas when they were all giving each other sweaters and shit
0: you know why they had so many sweaters and coats is because 20% of the
4: population (laughs) died during the year the blizzard of 1908.
5: It's true. Those sweaters lasted a long time, but still, I
0: mean, regardless, you guys can like, keep it quiet. Like I'm the Grinch. You guys can just leave me out of this. Just leave me alone up in my house with my dog. I'm good. Yeah. So I get it. Um let's move on to uh Bloodbath. Let's uh finish this up with Bloodbath's number one.
1: My number one
3: is Daniel Plainview from There Will Be Blood. Um Can't remember if any of you guys have seen this movie or not. I um, mean a long, long time ago, dude. I it, have not
4: seen
0: it.
3: It's one of my favorite movies. Daniel Plainview, he is the main character. He is the protagonist, but he is very much a wicked, uh, terrible human being. Um, he plays an oil baron in the turn of the 20th century. Uh, <laughs> he, um... He is, uh... He is the ultimate like capitalist. He is somebody who uh, will stop at absolutely nothing to just destroy all competitors and um become the alpha on, you know, he'll, he wants to just be the absolute like king of the, on the mountain. Um, he, uh, spoilers for the movie, you know, he, um, he murders people. He kills his family members. He, uh, repeatedly beats and eventually kills, uh, the local priest. Um, he swindles people. He, uh, double crosses people and he lies about, um, about him he sends his son away he, he lies about even the fact that 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 it is his son um just every kind of like despicable uh inhumane thing he can do he like he does at one point or another in this movie
0: that's pretty uh that's pretty relatable not gonna lie i do all of those things
3: so i find daniel uh relatable because he um you know, he he he's a businessman he wants to be the best he has you know, this, this is not something I talk about an awful lot. Um, it's something I actually kind of keep a little bit, like, personal, but, you know, I, I can definitely relate to that sense of competition that he has. Uh, he has a line in the movie when he's talking to um, his brother uh, after he has just successfully uh, created a pipeline from, like, spanning the entire state of California to the ocean, uh, and he's basically going to become the, you know, richest man in the world. Um, where he like says, you know, he's he's got a sickness. He's got a competition in him. Uh, he doesn't want to see anyone else succeed. He hate he he wants to see everyone else lose. He 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 hates to see good things happen to other people. And I I hate to say that like there is a very like real part of me that you know it's a dark part of me and it's something that I definitely uh, it's not something I, I think I I show a lot of people but like there is definitely that side of me that kind of feels that from time to time it's like you know i do have a lot of competition in me to do better i I don't like to see people that are working against me or that are my competitors to like do good or or succeed i i want them to you know there's a lot of times there's a part of me that's like oh oh man like you know didn't work out for you that sucks man but you know it works out for me um there is a there is that aspect of me and and i think really like it clinches on the idea of like you know, to build a business or to start a business. Um, you know, I, I'm not trying to like, I'm not looking for sympathy or like to be cliche, but like it, it legit takes a part of your soul to do it. Like, like you, you straight up, you know, to build something from absolutely nothing to take it from just an idea in your head to making it a physical reality to to build a building even. Um, it, it takes so much work, so much time, so much energy. You, you work against so many setbacks, and just you know, you, you legit take a piece of your soul and put it on the table, and you lose it forever, it's gone. Um, and it can, you know, and that's again, that's not something for sympathy, that, that's you know, that just is what it is, it's the nature of the world and how business works and and you know to like have a desire and and the discipline to do something that's what it takes and that's fine but i can definitely understand how like you give something like that up and then like you know it does put a little bit of a chip on your shoulder does put a little bit of that you know kind of blackness in your soul to kind of be like i i don't you know no dude i gave my soul to this i i gave everything up i gave years of my life to this i don't want to see you do like i want to beat you i'm going to beat everybody i don't want anyone else to like I don't want anything else good to happen to you guys. I want to be the one on top. I'm gonna like crush everybody. I'm gonna grind your bones into dust. Like I, <laughs> I I get that. I'm not saying that that's who I am at my core. I'm not saying that that's how I. That's not necessarily how I run my businesses. That's not how I live my life necessarily. But like when I see somebody on screen that's charismatic and they're they're gonna they've 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 made their deal with the devil. They've sold their soul and they're gonna destroy everybody to to you know make it all worthwhile. I'm kind of like yeah. I get that. I get that hundred percent. Like I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm. I get, I get where they're coming from. I wouldn't do the same
5: things, but like I, I for sure get it, man. Man, I just like have gotten a whole new view of Bloodbath. Like, co- <laughs> so it's one, one thing for competition is one thing, right? Everybody wants to win, or everybody should want to win. But I think that the difference is like, I don't want to win because my competitor like fucks up because you know, I mean, that's, I want to win because I'm better. Just, I don't need them to do bad. I just need to do better, you know?
3: Right. And, and maybe I, I, I said that a little wrong. I, I, he, he very much wins because he just annihilates everybody. They don't have misfortune. He, he just does better. He works 10 times harder and he,
5: you know, okay. Well, that, that's a totally different thing. I mean, because like what you were saying is like you wish bad things on your competitors. Well, I mean, he's
3: got, he's definitely, he doesn't want to see them. You know, if he, you know, if he, if he set up a well and it starts producing, and he's making, you know, he's getting a hundred barrels of oil out of it, and a guy down the road has got a little well that's getting ten barrels of oil. He's like, "Mean fuck you! I want your ten barrels. Like I'm gonna like find a way to take your ten barrels. Go fuck yourself." Even though he's already crushing him.
5: <laughs> oh, yeah, no, more, I, I get you. I, I guess I was, that's I, more
3: where I'm coming from.
5: I was kind of viewing it like you, like bloodbath, wishing that like a restaurant that's located near his would have a kitchen fire or something. No. Like,
2: <laughs> I,
3: <laughs> I, 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 do, I do seriously no, like in all seriousness, I want to be clear. Like I, I am not that guy. Kidding. I do not. No, I know. I, I literally don't wish any harm on anybody. I, I always welcome. I legit welcome competition. I think it's like the best thing. I think that I like to see everyone succeed. I like to support everybody around me in all capacities. I just, I'm saying that I see the, you know, I've experienced firsthand firsthand the amount of work, the amount of sacrifice that goes into, again, not, I'm not even saying my business in particular. I'm just saying, you know, business in general to build, you know, I, I, I helped build a building. Like that that's a major undertaking. You can say what you want to say about you know the former you know Cheeto in office, but you know <laughs> at some point in time he built a building and like that takes a lot of fucking work. No matter how much of that you outsource outsource to other people or delegate to other people, like that's a fuck ton of work to do and nobody else understands that level of commitment and time and and what you have to give up to do something like that. So, I'm just saying I I get where you, you know to I I feel that very much in me and like then to like see character portrayed in that way and then to say, "Oh, you know, he ha- he's look how hard he's worked, look how much he sacrificed, he's worked so hard and like he he still got that you know desire to be like no man i, I don't you know i want to be on top i don't want anyone else to win i don't want anyone else to like succeed i want to be the only one because i've you know i've like sold my soul to the devil for this and like so that part of it i get again uh, i don't i don't wish harm dang. on anybody else i i love all my everybody i tr- i i go i've told you guys many times i feel like i go above and beyond to treat everybody that works for me or with me extremely well so i don't i'm not like an evil person but like i get you know i get where this person comes from and like there's a there's a dark part of your soul that's like oh yeah dude i get that man it's like i guess i would have i put it to like you know it's like it's like a good revenge story like if somebody like you know you see like your character like done wrong and like they go back and they get revenge on somebody i mean it's it's a little bit of you know it's a little akin to that
4: doesn't he beat somebody to death with a bowling pin
3: Because he's mad at him? Yes, he beats the local uh, priest who, like, they have this ongoing feud uh, from the beginning of the movie.
0: (laughs) Bloodbath knew that I was going to pick some kind of educator in my list, and I knew he was going to go full-on, like, capitalist. Oil
2: Baron! (laughs) You're a shill!
3: (laughs) Oil Baron at the turn of the century.
0: It's a good pick, Bloodbath.
3: Yeah, so in summary... I you know again Daniel Plainview I don't want everyone to think that I'm like a twisted Montgomery Burns like capitalist I legit try and take care of all my employees like really well I care very much about all of them I care about the community we're always doing charity stuff um, but you know like I said I, I do secretly sometimes I can relate to that level of ambition that uh, just kind of you know takes people in a in a crazy direction so Daniel right.
0: good i haven't seen that movie um, i've heard it's really good you are selling it pretty well uh, you guys know how i feel about watching movies though i probably won't watch it
3: <laughs> soundtrack by soundtrack by johnny greenwood from radiohead
4: <laughs> dave's like never mind i'm in
3: yeah
0: no it's a. i don't know it's it's a weird thing like about i think we've discussed it before but I will probably not watch a three and a half hour movie like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I will play the shit out of a 60 hour long video game. Uh, It's just something weird about me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So Um, we need to make it a video game.
0: Yeah, but uh, I'm not sure how that would work. Someone smarter than me can figure that out.
3: Um, Hey, I'm someone smarter than you.
4: Yeah. So let's move into, uh,
0: let's move into honorable mention before Aaron starts getting more ideas. Um, honorable mentions go lightning round style and my honorable mention is jamie lannister from game of thrones yep Mm, um here's why all the terrible things he did all of the people he killed all of the times he betrayed people who trusted him all because he just wanted to fuck his sister And who cannot relate to that?
4: (laughs) Easy for you to say because you don't have a sister, bro. That shit grosses me out. But he's (laughs) right. He's 100% right.
0: Yeah. Uh, Aaron, what's your honorable mention?
4: Uh, My honorable mention is going to be God of the Underworld, Hades. Uh, Or if you prefer the Roman name, Pluto. Uh, One of the things about Hades is he always got a really bad rap in the stories as being like this evil guy even though he really wasn't uh he drew straws basically to uh you know to become ruler of the underworld it was not his choice he was kind of forced there Uh, and he was actually like pretty like altruistic and like fair and just as a ruler of his domain so just
5: because he always got a bad rap hades honorable mention
0: right on alan what's yours
5: uh, my honorable mention is my second shark uh, and that is
0: shark <laughs> oh I Something you don't know about Dude. my man Alan. he loves sharks
5: my man
4: loves him There's some sharks
2: bro
3: i honestly thought your list was going to have like you'd know, be like a, a toss up <laughs> between 10 different james bond villains
4: <laughs> yeah me too and i was like oh wait the shark thing
3: Dude, James Bond villains are never
0: relatable. They're just trying to take over the world. Not relatable.
3: There's a few.
0: I think Alan missed a golden opportunity to have his list just be four different sharks, though, which would be very (laughs) hilarious.
3: We didn't even
4: talk about the sharks from fucking. The shark from Jaws. The shark
3: from Jaws Two. The shark from
5: Jaws Three D. The shark from Jaws Revenge. Wait, wait. So the shark from Jaws name is actually Bruce. Hell yeah! Um, I I did not know that. Like the shark in Finding Nemo, yeah. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, man, the shark's just trying to eat. That's all. You came in his house. Yeah, no.
5: Yeah, exactly. I mean, we can't even drink salt water. We shouldn't be out like swimming around in it, messing with fucking sharks' living room. I mean, those sharks were there. Those sharks were
0: there hundreds of millions of years before we were.
5: Yeah. No, they've pretty much they've pretty much done everything they can to stay away from people.
3: They're <laughs> urinating in there.
5: <laughs> right. It's messed up, man. You're peeing in their house. Yeah. Peeing in their air. In their air. All over them.
0: When we do our slightly different top three, which is top three uh, villains who are completely justified sharks. Um, all right. Bloodbath. What's your honorable mention?
3: In twenty My minutes honorable... or less. Oh, you're so funny. My honorable mention is General Nathan Jessup from A Few Good Men, it is Jack Nicholson's character, uh, who says you can't handle the truth. Um, I guess I won't go into the plot, but basically, like he confesses to uh, ordering some Marines to uh, give a code red to another Marine, which resulted in an accident accidental death and he said he he's you're goddamn right that he did it because uh you need him on that wall you need people like him to uh stand watch at night and uh protect the world from the terrors that are out there and they don't follow they don't always follow codes they break the rules and do things that they think are right so i can relate to that mentality of uh, someone's gotta do the dirty work
0: right on uh, you, you'll you be shocked to know that I've never seen that movie. Shocked.
5: It's a good movie. Alan,
1: shocked, I uh, courtroom drama, <laughs>
5: have you seen it? Yeah, of course I've seen that one. I mean, it's no uh, My Cousin Vinny, but, you know. No, it's not.
3: That has to be a live watch someday.
5: You can point out all the flaws in uh, in the procedure. In uh, what, in, in A Few Good Men? Or My Cousin Vinny my cousin Vinny would be would be much more appropriate
0: yeah <laughs> okay so let's get into our listener responses we had quite a few listener responses this time um I'll get us started with Jim whose number three is Ed Rooney
4: uh who's, is, that <laughs> is, the, is that the soccer player
0: <laughs> no that's uh that's Wayne Rooney Ed Rooney is the guy nice. from uh from Paris Bueller's uh the principal right
4: yeah, I I don't know.
0: Yeah, the principal from Ferris Bueller. Uh, that's that's a good. If I like as someone who deals with teenagers, if I had to deal with Ferris Bueller, I would be furious all the time. Um, number two is the Grinch, and number one is Godzilla.
4: Godzilla. Ooh. Oh no! All right. Next up, we have Jess J. Uh, her number three is Wicked Witch of the West, which is a great one. Number two is Vulture. And her number one is Killmonger.
0: Those, uh, Killmonger is a good one. It's a really common one uh, for relatable villains. Um, yeah, good. Good list. I don't remember what the big deal with Vulture was, but that scene when he's when they're like leaving to go to the dance and he's like basically saying like hey if you hurt my daughter I'm gonna fucking kill you is like legit scary like he, the actor is so good in that scene
1: Michael oh, Keaton? I can't remember
0: his name yeah Michael Keaton he's really good Batman
5: yeah <laughs> uh, next up we have Matt who's number three is Cruella DeVille <laughs> <laughs> number two number two is the Joker and number one is Thanos
0: the Corilla DeVille propaganda has gotten to you, Matt.
4: <laughs> Matt. He just likes killing puppies.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Who can't relate?
3: All right, Chris, with his number three, Magneto. All right, good pick. Seth Roth from Final Fantasy VII. It's all right. And number one, Mr. Freeze. That's a really good pick. I think that Mr. was a really like, good
1: one. Yeah, yeah, that was a good one.
0: Yeah, and I don't know, just a very cool pick.
4: (laughs) Uh No, 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 no. You're not allowed to shit on me for making the fair pun and then make that pun. That's not fair, Dave.
0: Aaron, I think you need to chill, buddy.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Dave, man, I love you so much,
0: dude. (laughs) Uh, All right. Uh next up we've got Tyler, whose number three is Starscream. Number two is Killmonger, and number one is The Machines from the Matrix.
4: I get the Matrix thing, man. They created the machines, and actually the machines are doing their part to like, okay, so there's this like I remember what it's called, but it was like a a, a sub like cartoon about the matrix where it explained how the machines
1: were created and
4: why they had a matrix, right? And in that movie, they basically say that the uh the machines in the matrix are keeping the humans alive like they're actually like protecting them and this is the only way they can do it and then the humans yeah. f- fight back anyways
3: like it, that's, that's, also, a, that's a, that's a really also good a story, answer i thought about that yeah there's also a story in the animatrix that animatrix that explains that like they straight up play machines
1: and like torture them for like yep. years yeah 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 good yeah. pick good pick all right. Uh, next
4: up, we have Rat Boy uh, from the Rat Hour with Rat Boy podcast. Uh, his number three is the Joker. His number two is Killmonger. And his number one is Thanos. A lot of people all about population control so far in this
1: honorable mentions list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Craig,
5: who's <laughs> number three was Mark uh, n- number two was Mennonite, and number one is King
4: Craig, just going <laughs> above and beyond with the like what what I really want this whole podcast to accomplish is to teach Craig more about Kirby. That's very funny to me.
0: Yeah, Craig's commitment to this is uh, is inspiring, frankly. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right jess c her number three is killmonger her number two is magneto and her number one is poison ivy with an honorable mention to jamie lannister
0: um hold on hold on before we move on um i look when i was doing some research for this episode the number one like most common answer was magneto and i legit don't remember
3: why why is magneto relatable because so Magneto, um, it depends on which version of like X Men you read, but like basically, oh, um Magneto, Magneto grew up, <laughs> twenty minutes. Magneto grew up in a Magneto grew up in a concentration camp in World War II. and um, when he developed, like after he got out and he started developing his mutant powers, he tried. You know, he basically Magneto is supposed to be um, Malcolm X. Uh, you know, everybody's uh, trying to like, you know. Kill
5: and uh, you know. I think maybe put put more simply is Magneto has seen like the worst in humans, and so yeah, you know they're attacking mutants and Magneto. He's
3: trying that. to he's trying to get rights for mutants.
1: Right. Um, yeah, it's all civil okay. rights allegory. All right, right on. Um,
0: next up is Sarah Bush her number three is the joker the dark knight version not the joaquin phoenix version um interesting number two yeah i don't i've heard other people say that the heath ledger joker is relatable i don't find him relatable at all he just wants to cause chaos and fuck shit up i don't really see that as relatable uh but you do you sarah uh number two is (laughs) ursula i don't understand that one either um Number one is Magneto, and honorable mention to Shooter McGavin, which is funny.
4: Eric of fucking Happy Gilmore. Yeah, he's Eric. Ooh. He's Eric.
0: He's hey. he's an established professional. He worked his entire life to be at the top of the tour, and then this fucking loud asshole joins the tour and is going to take away like what he worked his whole life for. I kind of get it.
4: I just want to okay. say that now both Bloodbath and Dave. Have shit on Sarah's honorable mention episode or er, answers in the last couple of episodes, uh, and I want her to bring the same energy she brought for me when she joins us again later this season. I, I, I just is. wanted to say, I just wanted yeah, to put that won't. out into the universe. No, she won't. No, she won't. She won't.
0: Um, because we're yeah. good people.
4: All right, <laughs> next up. <laughs> yes. All right. So next up, we have my lifelong nemesis, Mo. Ah, uh, his number three is Thanos. His number two is Magneto. His number one is Sher Khan from the Jungle Book. Uh, and his honorable mention is Arthur Brooks, the child services guy from Big Daddy. Hell yeah! Yeah. He's Hell gotta yeah, do his job. Hell yeah, dude. That's it. That's why he gets paid. Oh, hey. Also, that guy's th- that guy's the revolting blob in Billy Madison.
2: Just he I'm is. Just, yeah. I'm
0: just,
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> what about Sher Khan Allen?
5: Sher khan totally underrated same reason as like jaws right yeah yeah he, mean, he's a gonna, tiger
4: he's gonna, he gonna even go to
5: them to extinction i mean that you know.
3: tiger went tiger
5: <laughs> he is
4: exactly right
5: uh next up is jake who's number three is vulture from spider-man homecoming i i have no idea who vulture is um Michael number King. two yeah, I mean I know you said that, Dave, <laughs> but I mean like I don't know what the fuck that means. Michael Keaton's Batman to me. That is like my the limit of my Keaton. He's the guy from um. multiplicity
1: for me. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. He was in multiplicity <laughs> too, yeah.
5: Michael Keaton's
0: Birdman. He's not Batman. This what? is also true. A movie Birdman.
4: Oh. That movie was well, sick. I actually really liked it. He's
5: also Batman. Michael Keaton
0: Batman movies suck, but
5: well, I mean, I'm not saying they were good, but
0: yeah, fair enough.
5: Uh, Number two is Sid from Toy Story, and number one is the shark from Jaws. (laughs) A.K.A.
1: AKA (laughs) Bruce. (laughs) All right, Jill. Her
3: number three is Joker, the Joaquin Phoenix version. Her number two is Don Vito Corleone. That's that's an interesting pick. And her number one is Lisa Rowe, Angelina Jolie, and Girl Interrupted. Girl, I have not seen that movie. So you (laughs)
0: lose. Bloodbath, I I hope you start more of your sentences with the word girl.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. (laughs) I have my shit on mute, but I busted out laughing when you said that. oh shit now Uh, we gotta pick a winner okay so i'm gonna say that nobody wins because you all pick stupid superhero villains all right does anybody (laughs) everybody else agrees with me right like there's way too many magnetos and shit oh Uh,
0: no aaron you're a piece of shit
4: (laughs) you all know who they're talking about weird i'm
0: gonna say that craig wins uh for his dedication (laughs) to the kirby bit yeah (laughs) this is uh i'm You know what the you know what the weird thing is is there's probably some people out there that actually know the backstories (laughs) of Kirby villains and tell you yeah and tell you like actually you know Meta Knight is relatable because uh, of this childhood trauma that (laughs) they suffered
4: scorned brother yeah (laughs) yeah
0: yeah so Craig you're the winner because you made Aaron laugh congratulations
4: Congratulations. dude nobody else can do that but you Craig (laughs) um.
0: All right, so thank you, everybody, who sent in your top threes. If you want to participate in upcoming episodes, keep your eyes out on our social media um, at a top three podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Those calls usually go out on Thursdays in the U.S. So that is uh, about all for this episode of Relatable Villains. And by completing this episode, we are all now villains, too, uh, if we weren't already,
3: especially hell you, hell yeah, especially you, bloodbath,
4: <laughs> especially you, Sarah Boosh.
3: <laughs> you be the hero long enough to see yourself become the villain.
0: Yep, that's what uh, that's what <laughs> Michael Scott said.
4: <laughs> that's what Magneto said, dude. You're right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, good episode, guys. Uh, this good job, this boys. was a lot of fun talking about these villains. Good, good. Uh, I'm actually like really surprised that none of us had Thanos or Killmonger or something like that. I considered Thanos, but I actually thought someone else would pick him, so I didn't put him on my list.
4: I I actually I, thought I, the same thing about the Night King. Like I was going to pick the Night King from Game of Thrones. Uh, and because uh, I was like, well, I could just make the same argument for him that I could. Like, I almost picked Thanos as somebody who doesn't give a shit about those movies because of, like, I, I understand what he was trying to do. But I, I was going to pick The Night King I'm like, yeah, it's basically the same thing, but The Night King is way
3: cooler and isn't in all those dumb movies. I just, fe- I mean, uh, you can keep saying this all you want to, and like, one's biting. Um, I, I thought we would have liked Michael Bumpus Thanos because I figured that was going to be everybody's pick. And it's, you know, yeah, it's I don't like even know what he like looks like, bro. Cool. That it's cool, like if that's what everyone like wants to gravitate towards, I I get it, but I also think it's like I don't know that just seems like the the cheap. I don't know. I'm way more excited that like we all decided, like you guys all wanted to say the Grinch versus like Thanos. I'm I find that much more entertaining.
4: Oh, the night or er, the uh, Grinch that stole Christmas is way better than that movie, Any movie he was in, man, come on.
3: No, um, <laughs>
4: I am lighting up of, Dave's email right now, Dave. I'm sorry. Both of the both of the
0: avengers movies with thanos are a thousand times better than like when the grinch stole. Have you watched that shit recently? Like no. It's I not that good. It, it was
4: made in the 40s or some shit. No, yeah, I dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, that's that's great. Come on, man. No, I agree it's, it's way better than the Marvel fine. movies, but I have but like Dave's also right. It's an old cartoon. Like it's an old um, shitty cartoon. Uh, right.
0: No, I I think uh I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with picking Thanos or Killmonger or, or like the Joker or something like that. But sure. like like I said, I would have put Thanos on my list, but I legit thought someone else would bring him up so I could like get away with you know not putting him on I'm my talking list. Talking
4: about somebody else, yeah.
0: Yeah. Because I really wanted to talk about Sid
2: <laughs> in <Eric>. the story. <laughs>
0: I wanted to talk about Billy Madison, so <laughs>
5: I get like the the whole population control aspect of Thanos, but you know, I mean, we're better than that. Like, we figure out ways to solve problems. We're like human, you know. We're not better than yeah, hundred percent not better. He figured
4: out like the easiest way to do it. We
5: don't have to eat. We don't have to eat our own. We can figure out new and better ways to do things.
4: Can we? I I dis yeah, I disagree with Alan entirely here.
3: I think it's also a really weird like conceit that like Thanos says like the population across the <clears> galaxy <throat> is too much for the resources like there's infinite fucking planets like there's tons of resource if you guys are able to like travel through different realms and dimensions and space and there's always civilizations like you can go get more resources from other planets like how the fuck can you say it's limited like
5: right like I empty. mean. Thanos was like riding around in a big ass spaceship. He didn't need all that. You know, I mean, the only reason yeah. his planet was in prob- had problems is because everybody was big as hell, like Thanos. And they all, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, that takes a lot of stuff to take care of.
0: Thanos wasn't exactly living like a monk himself.
4: Exactly right. He has to eat like his own body weight and leaves every day like a vanity. <laughs> yeah
0: they never actually showed thanos eating he actually he actually only eats bamboo he's like a panda he eats the (laughs) least nutritious thing on his planet that's why (laughs) um yeah so uh let's uh let's call it here guys uh good good podcast good job um thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you
1: next time bye Um, bye guys Bloodbath's wrong about Marvel. Yeah, the uh, the yodeling
4: part in
0: Hocus Pocus by Focus.
1: <laughs> oh my god, dude, that song is so...
4: <laughs> that's like one of my favorite all time songs, bro. Yeah, dude, like, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I love that song, dude. That is like probably my most viewed internet video, aside from that guy uh, drumming to Sharp Dress Man and he's just going fucking ham. <laughs> I love <laughs> I like this. I love person, that guy. This Veterans Memorial dinners. Yeah, dude, he's that guy going, is
3: sweet. He's in like... episode of The Office
4: that's oh uh, fucking good for him dude hell yeah
0: there's another one where it's it's like a it's like a drummer in like an anime costume like yeah, an animal yeah. costume yeah. at like Dave, a japanese Dave, festival it's, it's like so a big white, white cat
4: good. bro it's like yeah. the cat's like doing like the robot like moving around like <laughs> it's just like dancing it's as so they play the drums Bro, I put that on Facebook <laughs> one time, and I'm like, I'm sure I'm going to get 40 likes. And like, two people liked it. And I was like, okay, I guess I'm alone in thinking no, this is awesome. <laughs> Facebook,
0: <laughs> You're probably Facebook, that is a, Facebook is a wasteland, man.
4: Yeah, dude, I don't really. But I was just like, okay, people will appreciate this because this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And uh, I think it was just like you liked it, and then, like, you got a fake account and created it just so you could like it again. And, like, that was it. Yeah.
0: And then I use that fake account to like try to steal people's social security numbers.
4: Now. <laughs> Influence but, an election.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that fake account is now running an anti-vaccine like group. It has like 400 million followers. <laughs> kind of out of control. I don't I don't. Like uh, that was the not, of the not what I intended.
4: <laughs> You're like, things got way out of control.